Good evening, everyone. Uh, thank you, Heather and Gordon. I have to be honest, I've had a really rubbish week. Uh, and I, must, I got to the end of the week and I felt really tired and really weary and really fed up. And some of you will know a little about that. We were meant to move out of our house on Friday and then at the last minute it all didn't happen. And so I was just frustrated. And I must admit I've been placing my hope in all sorts of different places and directions and just to be reminded tonight uh, that when we're weary, we're to place our hope in God and he will renew us and then we can soar on wings like eagles. So thank you for that, Heather. I almost, again, would love to just close in prayer and go from here uh, because I think we've heard so much already that we could just take away and reflect on. But I am meant to speak. <laughs> I'm going to start with a slogan. Uh, see if you can identify the product. Today's bread today. Who can, uh, who can identify the product or the manufacturer, maybe? Brennan's, their slogan, today's bread today. And in a sense, this is our focus tonight, our daily bread. Uh, For those who are visiting, this is our fifth week looking at the Lord's Prayer, a series which we've called 57 Prayer. And again, for those who are visiting, that's because in the original Greek text, there are 57 words in Matthew's uh, uh, recount of the Lord's Prayer. And it's a prayer which we have described in three ways. We've said it's a timeless prayer. Yes, it was given by Jesus to the original disciples something like 2,000 years ago, but it's still relevant. It's still a prayer that is for us today in the 21st century. It's also a perfect prayer, we've said, a perfect prayer for imperfect people. And it's also a great blueprint for prayer. Because at times we struggle to know what to pray for, how to pray. And yet Jesus has given us the perfect prayer. And finally, it's a radical prayer. A radical prayer in that it asks God for some incredible things. That his kingdom would come. That his will would be done. But this evening, our specific petition that we come to is this one. Give us today our daily bread or give us today's bread today which at one level appears a very simple and straightforward phrase doesn't it very simple straightforward request and yet as i hope we're about to see this is an expression that's packed with content packed with meaning now it is the fourth petition and at this point in the lord's prayer it seems as if we turn a corner It's almost as if, and we did say this last week, it's almost as if the emphasis shifts. Because up to now, it's been, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Whereas during the next three petitions, it moves to give us our. Forgive us our. Lead us. Deliver us. There's a marked change from the Father's cause to our cause. From God's concerns to our concerns. Although... At the end of the day, our concerns are God's concerns. Because God is interested and God is passionate about our bread. He cares about our forgiveness. It matters to him that we ask for protection. But that order of the prayer, that flow of prayer, that unnatural progression of prayer or in prayer is incredibly important. Because as human beings, we tend to lean towards self. It's what I want. It's what we need. 
And so there is a very real temptation to rush the start of the Lord's Prayer. We race through the opening section as far as on earth as it is in heaven. We get to that point and then we take a deep breath and say, okay, now we're down to the nitty gritty of praying. So Father, here's today's list. And although we would, we would never put it like that in practice, and I'm speaking for myself here, that's often the reality. I come to God in prayer with what I want. And don't get me wrong, it's not that our Heavenly Father is uninterested in our day-to-day needs and requests. But the model to embrace in prayer, as laid down and as given by and as taught by Jesus Christ, is to begin with our focus on the Father, as opposed to our focus on ourselves. And that way, it ensures we don't let greed get in the way of grace. Now, of course, there are moments in our day-to-day lives whenever we've got no time to do anything else other than cry out to God in need. We face an unexpected dilemma at work. We get pushed to the limit at home. We have just received that particular phone call. Or we're caught in a difficult situation. And all we have time to do on those occasions, and those occasions come across our path day in and day out, and all we can do is whisper a quick request for help. We send up, as some people talk about, an arrow prayer. Help me here, God. But in the cooler moments, in our more planned, intentional, and scheduled times of prayer, maybe what we call our quiet times, We are encouraged to pray in a much more integrated fashion. And so what we should do is we should begin by adoring the Father. We begin by seeking the honour of his name. By praying, God, your kingdom come, your will be done. In other words, we spend time there. We walk through those petitions rather than run through them. We pause. We reflect We worship. And then once we are in that place, we can move on to the next stage where we bring what I want to God, what I need to God. But only after we have adored our Father, honoured his name, prayed for his kingdom to come, his will to be done. Give us today our daily bread. So what does that petition actually mean and if we pray it what impact should it have on our day-to-day lives what are the implications of praying this prayer well as i've said at face value this six-word petition seems relatively clear-cut well it's just a prayer for bread but as the church has explored this phrase down through the centuries and reflected on god's word there are at least Four layers of meaning. There are more than four. I just want to bring to you this evening four layers of meaning. And the first layer is this, that it is a prayer for physical bread, for actual bread. As we all know, bread is the fundamental staple of human existence. Do you know we can all survive without chocolate and coffee? And I know for some of us that, self-included, that may seem hard to believe. We can all survive without TV. We can all survive without a new wardrobe. But in many ways, we cannot make it without bread. Now, that is unless you're on the Atkins diet, but that's a whole separate issue for another time. Here's how the History magazine talks about bread. 
It is difficult to overstate the importance of bread. As demonstrated by its inclusion in the Lord's Prayer and its use as slang for money. Which is an interesting thought in itself. Bread was, it says, the essential food for most people for most of recorded history. Bread for so many years was so precious, so valuable, that special laws were actually put in place to highlight its importance. I came across this one during the week from the time of Edward I. If any default shall be found in the bread of a baker in the city, the first time, let him be drawn upon a hurdle from the guild hall to his own house through the great street where there will be most people assembled and through the streets which are most dirty with the faulty loaf hanging from his neck. And I'm not even going to tell you what happens if he does it a second time or a third time. But the point was this, bread was precious. It's maybe not the way we see it today. But certainly in Jesus' time, and for many years thereafter, bread was incredibly valued and recognized and identified as a basic human need. And maybe that's what this prayer is about. God, give us today our basic human needs. And Jesus was asking or making it clear that we need to ask God to provide for us. To provide for our basic needs. We need to be reminded to rely on God to provide for our survival. If you go back to week two of this where we reflected on the names of God. One of those names was Jehovah Jireh. Which means what? The Lord will provide. In other words, what we're really saying here is, Father, give us today, provide for us today physical bread. Our basic needs. Because without those and without you, we can't make it. And so as you go home tonight, or as you get up in the morning, and you put that slice of bread into the toaster, can I encourage you to utter this six-word petition and say, Thank you, God. For today's bread today. Thank God, in other words, for life. The reason we sit here tonight is because God has given us the gift of life. He meets our basic needs. The second layer of meaning is that this is also seen as a prayer for more than bread. More than the basics. Whenever uh, Martin Luther was asked what is meant by daily bread, he answered this. Now, last week I quoted Calvin, this week Luther, so clearly I am sound. Okay? Luther said, daily bread means everything we need for our bodily well-being. So chocolate and coffee are okay. He doesn't actually say that, but he does suggest that what it does include is this. And he lists all these, and I love this. Daily bread, he says, includes food, drink. Clothes, shoes, a house, a home, land, animals, money, goods, a godly husband or wife, devout children, good workers, honest and faithful leaders, good government, good weather, peace, health, law and order, an honourable name, faithful friends, trustworthy neighbours. Then he says, and things like that. And there is a perceived dimension to this petition that encourages us to pray for, to ask God, God, give us the positive things in life. Those good things that we can enjoy, those good things that we should enjoy, remembering that every good and every perfect gift comes from our Father, from God above. Here's how the Westminster Catechism speaks of this. It says, in the fourth petition, which is, give us this day our daily bread, we pray that of God's free gift, 
we may receive a competent portion of the good things of this life and enjoy his blessing with them. Do you know, as you work your way through the Lord's Prayer and as you come to this petition, bring your hopes and dreams to God. Bring them before God as you pray for those things that you believe are important for your day-to-day well-being. Those positive things in life that are God's good gift to us. So whenever we say this, give us today our daily bread. We're asking for more than bread. Third layer, spiritual bread. The other uh, classic moment whenever Jesus talked about bread was during his 40 days in the wilderness. And specifically as he faced up to the devil during the first temptation. And in response to the evil one's taunts to turn stones into bread, he quoted Deuteronomy when he said, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. God's word is spiritual bread. God's word feeds and sustains our spiritual lives. And so picking up on this idea is a ministry such as daily bread. Bible reading notes that actually encourage us to consume, to eat, to digest God's word. Physical bread, spiritual bread. And so when we pray, give us today our daily bread, what we're actually also saying is, God, we affirm our need to discover nourishment from your words. We know we don't live by bread alone. But we seriously need to live on every word that comes from your mouth. Spiritual bread. And then the fourth layer of meaning is Jesus himself. Living bread. Here's one of the boldest claims that Jesus ever made. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never grow hungry. And a few verses later he went on to say, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which people may not eat, or may eat, sorry, and not die. And what we've got to remember is in that that passage, it comes just after Jesus has fed 5,000 people with physical bread, with five loaves. And the connections are clear Jesus is saying, yes, you needed physical bread yesterday in order to satisfy your natural physical hunger. But today, in fact, every day, you need me. You need the bread of life in order to satisfy your natural spiritual hunger. Because people are aching inside. There is that restlessness for meaning, for purpose. To discover what is life all about. We are spiritual beings. We long for connection. And Jesus is saying, yes, you need physical bread. And that's why I fed you yesterday. But you need spiritual bread. You need me, the living bread of life. And when you eat me, you will not die. I am as necessary. Is what Jesus was said. I am as crucial as those five loaves. That that young kid brought yesterday. To feed all of us. Jesus then goes on in verse 51 to say. I am the living bread. If anyone eats of this bread. He will live forever. And then he says this. This bread is my flesh. Which I give for the life of the world. And in that phrase. 
Jesus makes reference to his crucified body on the cross as the essential bread that sustains, that nourishes, and that offers forgiveness. St. Gregory said, the bread of life is the antidote for having eaten the forbidden fruit. I love that phrase. The bread of life is the antidote for having eaten the forbidden fruit. And to eat the bread of life is to seek a knowledge of and a relationship with Christ. A knowledge that doesn't just inform us, but transforms us. That provides new life. And so we feast on Jesus and we taste eternity. We taste eternal life. And so in this fourth petition... We have an opportunity to thank God for Jesus, who is our bread of life, who is our essential everyday ingredient, who is our antidote for sin, and who is our assurance of life everlasting. And so when we pray these six words, we actually remind ourselves of our daily need of Jesus. Give us today, Jesus. Jesus. Four layers, four slices of meaning. But let me just look at the impact that praying this petition can have on our lives. Here are three potential, if you like, lifestyle implications. To start with, when we pray those words, we are encouraged, we're maybe even forced to see beyond our own needs. And to remember that we live in a world where literally millions of people didn't have bread yesterday. They won't have had any bread today. And humanly speaking, the likelihood is they won't have any bread tomorrow. And the pronouns take us to that place. Give us our daily bread. It's not give me my. And therefore this is a petition that potentially saves us from being excessively self-centered. And enables us to become much more socially aware. It forces us to be considerate. It urges us to be generous. This petition serves as a constant reminder that we cannot and we must never forget the horrible reality. That we live in a world where many still die because of a lack of basic food. A lack of the means to develop even the little they do have. We live in a world where three billion people, that's almost half the world's population, survive on less than $2.50 a day. According to UNICEF, 25,000 children die each day due to poverty. And they die quietly in some of the poorest villages on earth, far removed from the scrutiny and the conscience of the world, being meek and weak in life makes these dying multitudes even more invisible in death. I find it a shocking statistic that 25,000 kids have died today as a result of poverty. And we could go on and we could send ourselves on guilt trips. But one helpful and slightly uncomfortable thought to consider is the marked difference between how we might and how we probably pray this prayer and how a family in Haiti, for example, prays it. This, peten- this petition actually has the potential to pass us by. Because we do have access to this. Shelves bunged with it. 
but in a country which is the poorest in the Western Hemisphere and where 80% of the population live in extreme poverty, I've no doubt they pray those six words differently than we do. They pray it earnestly. They pray it desperately. They pray it as if and because their lives depend on it. For us, I'm convinced that this petition acts as a key and a constant prompt. Don't ever neglect the poor. Don't ever neglect those who are less fortunate than you are. Pray on their behalf that the Father would feed the hungry and care for the desperate. But the moment we pray that, the reality is in some ways we are the answer to that prayer. And this is where it gets uncomfortable. This is where it gets difficult because we live on a planet of abundance. There is enough food to go round. Greed, injustice, scarcity, crippling third world debt, unfair trade, they're all our problems. They're all our creation, not God's. You can't place, place the blame on him. And so when we pray, give us today our daily bread, we're reminded, we're challenged, go and put legs on your prayers. Give. Support programs that work for a fairer global economy. Get behind organizations like Tear Fund who campaign for justice. I came across this Latin American prayer during the week which captures and summarizes this brilliantly. O oh God, to those who have hunger, give bread. To those who have bread, give hunger for justice. I need to pray that for myself. I have easy access to this. I need to pray for a real hunger for justice. Where the plight of 25,000 kids actually bothers me, troubles me, disturbs me, unsettles me, forces me to do something. So praying this petition will impact our social conscience And it reminds us that there are literally millions who would give anything to have today's bread today. Secondly, praying this petition can deepen our sense of dependence on the goodness and faithfulness of God. Do you know in the space of six words, two are very similar. Today and daily. And Jesus was clearly wanting to make a point and so he is urging his disciples, listen guys, you've got to live one day at a time. And quite possibly in his mind and thinking was the Exodus story whenever his father provided manna for the Israelites one day at a time for 40 years. Always enough, never too little, never too much. It was daily bread. And therefore the people in that place and in that time had to learn to depend on Jehovah Jireh day in and day out. And for us the reality is it's really difficult to retain that sense of dependence. Because I don't know if I really do need to depend on God. Or at least that's what I think. Because the fridge and the freezer are often stocked. And the cupboards are at least occupied, if not generally full. It's not easy to live a day at a time. Because we don't need to. Plans are in place for the next day and the next day and the day after that. And so praying this petition reminds us, don't get ahead of ourselves. We might think we've got tomorrow sorted. We might think we have got everything provided for, but who knows what the next 24 hours could bring. These six words call us back to today. 
How many of us sitting here tonight, let's be honest, are worried about tomorrow? Are anxious about tomorrow? Or this week? But these six words actually call us back to a moment-by-moment dependence on our Heavenly Father. Do you know at an incredibly simple level, the very least we should do, is as we sit down in front of food, is give thanks. To say, God, thank you for today's bread today. I depend on you for this, and I am thankful for it. Which takes me to the last point I want to make. The final petition that this canon should have in our lives and our lifestyle is it heightens our level of gratitude. Do you know, every time we take bread in our hands, we're handling an answered prayer. Thank you, God. You've given, and therefore I should be grateful. Do you know, back in the desert, here's what Moses said to the people before they entered the promised land. When you have eaten, and when you're satisfied, praise the Lord your God. Because you see, in the wilderness, God provided manna on a daily basis. And therefore, the tendency to be grateful was heightened. If you were living day by day, not sure what the next day would bring, but depending on God, then you were grateful whenever God provided that manna. But whenever you're in a new place, whenever you're in a place flowing with milk and honey, a land of plenty, then you might just forget to say thanks. And that's what Moses was saying to the people. Do you know whenever you've eaten, in that new place you're going to, praise God. Because he's given. And we live in a land of plenty. A land of abundance. And yet I know that days can pass, weeks can pass, without me saying thank you. We have so much choice, so much variety, so many brands, so many options, so many flavors, so many coffee shops, so many restaurants. And if nothing else, this petition reminds us to say thank you and to praise God for his amazing blessings. So... Give us today our daily bread. It's an uncomplicated, it's a practical request. It's maybe even the most mundane phrase in the entire Lord's Prayer. And yet it's got four, at least, four layers of meaning and three lifestyle implications. And all I want to do is finish, and then I'm going to hand back to Heather, with a short, simple childhood prayer. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. By his hands we all are fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread.